hello. It's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Okay, today's topic is a big one for me. If you guys have listened to this show, then you know I have always, always struggled with sugar addiction. We've talked about this many times before. One of my early, early episodes is called Sugar is the Devil. I also did an episode recently on foods to eat for healthy glowing skin, and sugar was definitely on the no list. I am perpetually trying to get sugar to be something that I don't crave, that I don't go to, that I don't celebrate with, but I just can't seem to stop. So today I'm recording this in a state of full ketosis, meaning my diet for the past three weeks, I've had under 50 grams of carbs per day, and I have no added sugar in my diet whatsoever, not even a little drop of honey in my tea. Now, most people average about 325 grams of carbs a day. And during pregnancy, I will be very honest with you guys, I was closer to probably 450 grams of carbs per day. For breakfast, it was waffles and fruit, delicious homemade pasta for lunch. Every Sunday night, my husband made a pizza from scratch, which we enjoyed so much together. Oh, but that is not all. I was indulging in dessert, literally every single night. Just, I got used to, after having dinner, having something sweet. Sometimes I even had a midday almond croissant. I loved my frozen yogurt with mochi on top and different added fruits. But by my 26-week check-in, I had gained 60 pounds, or for our friends abroad, 27 kilos. Now, gaining 60 pounds in pregnancy, even and again, I wasn't at the end of my pregnancy. I'm still not, still not at the end of my pregnancy. This was at 26, 27 weeks. They suggest like 15 to 20 pounds gained at that point. Some people gain 15 pounds their entire pregnancy. So the fact that I had gained 60 pounds, really like I was doing the absolute most. I think the thing about this that's interesting is I didn't feel I looked that different. Like my face looks pretty much the same, but obviously I'm carrying around a lot of extra weight. Now, all of this eating and enjoying <laughs> treats and sweets has come to a screeching halt after my gestational diabetes diagnosis. So background for people that haven't been pregnant. Between 24 and 28 weeks of pregnancy, they test your glucose tolerance. So you drink this kind of sugary, syrupy drink, and then an hour later, they test the glucose level in your blood. Now, before I took this test, people were like, oh my God, this drink, it's so sweet. It's disgusting. It's gross. I know I eat a lot of high sugar foods. So for me, <laughs> to be very honest with you guys, it was not difficult to get down. It tasted like a flat orange soda. It was fine. But I failed that first test, meaning that my glucose levels were high. So then what they do is they make you come back for a three-hour blood test. So you drink an even sweeter drink, which I admit was harder to get down. And then they test your blood in one hour long intervals. And you can't eat anything while you're doing this. A lot of women fail the first test. That's very common to fail the first test. So everyone was like, you failed the first test, you'll be fine. So many people fail the first test, you're not going to fail the second. But as people were saying this, I just had a 
deep feeling that I would fail the second test. I don't know why I had this feeling. I just did. And I did indeed fail the second test. It's also important to note that there's no way you can like trick the test by like eating really healthy the night before. You're really trying to see how your body and how your pregnant body converts sugar in your bloodstream. So it's not worth being fake about the way that you eat. So I continued to eat as I always had before taking this test and I failed. Now, here's a very important point that I need to make. You can be a raw vegan. You can eat nothing but healthy vegetables, lean meats. You can train like an Olympic athlete. You can run. You can be weightlifting. You can be the healthiest pregnant person in the world and still develop gestational diabetes. Your placenta, which you only have while you're pregnant, can cause elevated glucose numbers. So I was not eating well. (laughs) I was eating a lot of sugar and carbs and I developed gestational diabetes, but I could have had a perfect diet with the same outcome. Other women can eat ice cream every single day and not develop this. It's very personal and on a case-by-case basis. So why does it even matter if you have gestational diabetes? If glucose is high, that means that the baby could become really large in the womb. And if the baby's really large, that can increase the risk of the baby being injured during delivery, or it can also increase the need to have a C-section. It could also mean the baby developing childhood obesity if you don't get things under control. The good news is gestational diabetes can be treated with diet, which is where I have been struggling. Like the struggle is so real. Before I got this diagnosis, let me just explain something about my high sugar intake and what I think also kind of just pushed me over the edge. Before pregnancy, I would indulge in the occasional glass of wine. I like a nice rosé. I love a good cocktail. Obviously in pregnancy, you can't drink. So this is when juice entered my life. I started becoming like a juice connoisseur. And I think my husband really indulged me because he didn't want me to feel left out when people were drinking. He would make me these like amazing non-alcoholic juice cocktails. Regular orange juice just wouldn't do. I was getting into mango juice. I was having blood orange juice, a pineapple juice and coconut milk cocktail with some cinnamon on top. These were the kind of drinks that I was indulging in on a regular basis. And having these juices made me feel like I was drinking something fun. And as we all know with sugar, the more you have sugar, the more you want sugar. So I think one of the things that really pushed me over the edge and led to a lot of my waking was this juice habit that I developed where I started drinking juice every single day. And here's the thing. I've always known deep down that juice is not good for you. You never want to be drinking your calories. Juice spikes your glucose levels really high, but it's so hard to resist because it's so sweet and delicious. But I would say avoid juice if you can, because unlike fruit, there's no fiber in the juice. So it's just like straight sugar to the system. Now, smoothies and things where you have a whole fruit that's being broken down, that's much healthier. But straight up fruit juice, not really your friend, especially if you're trying to control your glucose levels. So here's the other thing. I was also laying off of caffeine. So I developed an iced chai latte with oat milk habit. Not a drink I had really enjoyed before pregnancy, but I tried it once. I ordered it from Starbucks, the iced chai latte, and I was hooked. 
The first one I got was a tall, and then I started going to Venti's, their large size. Now, this iced chai latte that I was drinking just as a casual drink in the morning, let me tell you guys how many grams of sugar and carbs it had. Before I tell you that though, let me just give a point of comparison. A Kit Kat bar has 20 grams of sugar and 27 grams of carbs. A Kit Kat bar, a delicious treat. Now this drink that I could easily drink in two minutes had 65 grams of carbs and 61 grams of sugar in this single iced chai latte from Starbucks. And this was just something that I was drinking on the side, sometimes with my breakfast, which usually had some sort of toast, sometimes French toast with syrup and fruit. So now that I have to record all of my food, I keep it in this log, which takes a lot of time. But I'm able to see how much sugar I was ingesting before this diagnosis. And it was actually off the charts. So we've got the chai lattes, the juice, the desserts I was having. And I knew that I wasn't eating for two. I think I came to you guys on my pregnancy announcement episode and I've just, and I explained that I was just eating for fun. I was hungry. My appetite was increased and I had these cravings. And so for the first time in my life, I truly ate whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it. No holds barred. If I was in the mood for a cinnamon bun with cream cheese frosting on top, I would make sure that I could procure it in some way. And honestly, it made pregnancy really fun. I'm enjoying the experience of being pregnant, but this ability to just eat whatever you wanted was an added bonus. It's not like you can fit into your clothes anyway, right? So I figured might as well eat. So I get this diagnosis, <laughs> the beginning of July, that I have gestational diabetes. And now everything is different. I don't get to eat anything fun. For the 4th of July, I had ribs without barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce has sugar in it. And I watched as my family enjoyed their sides of potato salad, corn on the cob. Yes, even corn has carbs. And I had, I think, some arugula on the side and my kind of dry ribs. I watched my family eat homemade apple pie that my mom made as I went into the corner and pricked my finger for blood and tested my glucose levels. And I've been able to keep my levels in check, but I've realized very quickly that this new no carb, no sugar diet involves a lot of meal prep. In the mornings, I make an omelet with cheese. Thank God for cheese. We're going to talk about cheese later. I cook sausage with my omelets, which is nice. But while I'm working from home, I don't always have time to get up and like grill chicken or create a full meal. So I've now loaded up on snacks that I can eat. And my new snacks of choice are beef jerky and olives and nuts. Now, some people with gestational diabetes can enjoy fruit and I miss fruit so much. A nutritionist told me that I could try having half of a banana, not a full banana, that's too much sugar, or fruit the size of a small tennis ball. So one morning I tried eating a peach, not even the full peach. I had half of the peach and it was so delicious. I sliced it up and I enjoyed every single bite, but my numbers spiked even after having just a peach. So that means I'm not able to tolerate fruit. I'm three weeks in and this struggle is very real. When I'm hungry, I eat almonds or I can eat raw vegetables like cut celery or carrots, 
which this joke from Jim Gaffigan kind of sums up my thoughts on crudité. I feel like it's how we all feel about cut vegetables. No one wants vegetable tray. Everyone knows crudité is friends for throwaway in a couple hours. (laughs) So listen, I have things that I can eat, but life feels slightly muted at the moment. I didn't realize what a big role food played into my day-to-day life. Just fantasizing about the next meal was something that really just made life worth living. I can't even really order takeout because you don't know what they're putting in the food or what they're putting in the sauces. It's just a lot. And I've never truly gone totally sugar-free before in a way that's this tightly controlled. I've given up added sugars, but never all carbs and sugar. And again, if you know me, if you've been listening to this show, I've always struggled with sugar addiction. So the fact that I'm literally not allowed to have sugar anymore is very surreal. I think I always thought, and they tell you this, right? That after a few weeks, it's out of your system and you don't even want sugar anymore, that you don't crave it anymore. Here to report that is false. That is wrong. That is not true. I watched my husband eat fries yesterday and I was literally salivating. I was just like, oh, just to bite into one French fry would be so satisfying right now. I have brought coffee back into my life, which thank God, because my energy levels are very low at the moment. The official guidance for pregnant women is that you have to stay under 200 milligrams of caffeine a day, which I am doing. But again, I'm tired very often. I'm meeting with another nutritionist next week. So I'll keep you guys updated on if she has any tips for me to regain my energy levels. But as I've been Googling, I've been seeing a lot of articles about keto flu or low carb flu. When people go into a state of ketosis, they generally feel drained and tired as your body moves from using carbs as a source for fuel to using fat as a source for fuel. I've read that this can last anywhere from 7 to 30 days. So let's see. It's not all doom and gloom though. My numbers are all within a healthy range, which means I've effectively able to control this with diet. One hour after eating, I prick my finger with this little needle that draws a few drops of blood, and then I use a stick connected to a device that reads back my glucose number. If it's under 140, one hour after the first bite of food, you're good. Now, it's cumbersome to write down everything you eat and set timers, but in the grand scheme of pregnancy complications, this isn't that bad. It's also made me realize that the only way to stick to a diet is to give yourself no alternative. Having a baby on board is pretty substantial motivation, but if I've made it through this, I do know that I will be able to cut added sugar from my diet even once the baby comes. If you follow a ketogenic diet by choice, honestly, shout out to your willpower. I don't know how you do it. I think this is one of the hardest things that I have ever done. Now, I've been searching for ways to spice up my meals. And if you want some advice on indulgent, sugar-free, carb-free treats, stay tuned. I'm going to share a few of them with you guys. But first, there is a new sponsor that I want to tell you about. Mum and You is a purpose-led brand designed for moms by moms. They believe that babies are best supported when moms are supported. They've just launched a full range of natural skincare products designed to support moms 
through their pregnancies and after. I got the CanCan water retention milk to soothe tired legs. It has cucumber and green coffee extract in it and the tummy time firming and toning gel, which I rub onto my belly after a shower. And it's so refreshing. These products are all natural, and you can really tell they're made with love and intention. Use code Naked Beauty for 20% off Mum and You products on Amazon. That's Mum, M U M, and You. Okay, as promised, indulgent meals that involve no sugar and that I can safely eat with my gestational diabetes. If you're following a low-carb, low-sugar diet, these will be great for you as well. If you want to go hardcore and follow a fully ketogenic diet, these will work for you as well. The winning dinner, the number one, is a kind of spruced-up version of a caprese salad. So you want to start with tomatoes. Get really good tomatoes. They're in season right now, but splurge on like nice heirloom tomatoes. Go to the farmer's market if you're feeling up for it, but get really good tomatoes. Now you can add fresh mozzarella, but if you're like me, a fresh creamy burrata really just brings us to the next level. I love doing this with burrata. Add torn fresh basil leaves, a squeeze of lemon, some sea salt, and drizzle with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. It is literally the perfect summer dinner. Now, if you want to feel extra indulgent and you are a meat eater, you can add crisped prosciutto on top of this. So I just put a few slices of prosciutto in the oven until they become crisp, and I break them into little pieces on top of the tomato and burrata salad. This is a meal that will not feel like a sacrifice. Okay. Second thing, I've gotten really into seafood as a break from all of the meat. I can eat pretty much all of the meat I want, seasoned with salt and pepper and no sauces, but seafood has been a really nice break. I can have scallops, I can have salmon, but just recently for dinner, I had broiled lobster tail and wow, it's so easy to make. You literally just crack open the lobster tail and broil it in the oven and it feels incredibly indulgent. Treat yourself to some broiled lobster tail if you want to follow this diet. Now my third indulgence, after dinner, I can no longer have dessert, but you know what I can have in unlimited amounts? Cheese. I can make myself a delicious cheese board. I've been spending my money on great gourmet cheeses, Gruyere, Pecorino, aged Parmesan, exotic sheep's milk cheeses, Brie, things I haven't even tried before. Now, I will admit, I do miss enjoying these cheeses with figs or honey or even a cracker. Like even having some of these cheeses on a cracker would be nice. But when you have really high quality cheeses, enjoying these on their own is a true delight. Okay. And my fourth and final tip, I think I have perfected how to make a very indulgent breakfast. I just made an omelet with homemade hollandaise sauce. Look up the recipe online. It's essentially a lot of butter and egg yolks and lemon, but I make the omelet. I even added some cheese in the omelet. I put the hollandaise sauce on top and then I top it off with fresh lump crab meat. Now, it is one of the most delicious and incredible things I've ever tried. I feel like if it was on a menu, it would be $60. To enjoy it at home is a true delight. Now, I'm going to even try next week. I'm going to start buying truffles so that I can shave some truffles over my omelet. These are the indulgences that I need to make this whole thing feel like less of a major sacrifice. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Other moms, if you're listening to this and you've been diagnosed with gestational diabetes, 
stay strong. Any nutrition experts listening or people that really follow like a ketogenic diet, DM me on at Naked Beauty Planet with all of your diet tips. I could use them. I'm now getting into, I've been trying some of these like low carb breads, like these keto breads. Uh, So far, I haven't found one I loved, but if you guys know of any good brands, let me know. And I will be back next week with a new interview and a full regular episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. Rate and subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. New episodes every Monday. And you can always go on nakedbeautypodcast.com to search all of our previous episodes. Thank you guys so much for your support. Bye-bye.